1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the thelakersation.com post-post-game show. I am your host, Sean Davis. What a win. What a win. The Lakers knock off the Toronto Raptors tonight by a final score of 132-131. to 131. Some would say a controversial game. Uh, some would say it's a game where, uh, you know, you want to complain about you know three i mean uh, the foul disparity or whatever i would counteract that by saying oh well you know it it's not fair it's not fair girl well uh you know maybe don't foul so much in the fourth quarter the raptors this is a big thing going around on social media right now right the raptors got cheated the nba wanted the lakers to win that that literally is the dumbest thing ever. And I think it's completely inexcusable to uh, an unacceptable and not like setting a good example to say that a team that the league is literally cheating for the Lakers when let's break down these fouls, shall we? And I don't there's there's four granted. There is four free throws. that I for sure I do not know off the top of my head. I have to go back and look, look at the film. But. Ten free throws. For the Lakers in the fourth quarter literally came off of intentionally fouling, and rightfully so, because you had to. That is where ten of the twenty-three or whatever it was, free throw. So we're already at half. We're already almost at half of the number. Okay, then the next two flagrant fouled. Cam camera's Cam is literally bleeding. His his face. His lip is is I mean a, a a pimple now. Like his face is his lip is huge, right? And I don't know why it's a pimple, but his face is his lip is huge, right? That's where the where two more free throws came in. Now we're over half. We're at uh, we're at twelve. A, a, a obvious foul on Anthony Davis where the the vice grip is on Anthony Davis's rib cage from from Emmanuel quickly. Like that right there on his rib cage on a layup attempt. There's two more free throws for you. We are now at uh, quick math 14. We're at 14 out of the 23 free throws. Now you go to uh, a a missed shot for the Lakers. The, The Raptors had an opportunity to win the game. Down three. A missed shot. Max Christie gets an offensive rebound. Tries to put it back. Fouled. That is a controllable mistake. Take some freaking accountability. Now we're at 16 free throws. The only foul in the fourth quarter for certain that I'm like, eh, there's another one too where AD got pushed on an and one, right? There's one where Braun got hit literally on the arm, foul, and one, right? So the only foul for sure that I'm like, yeah, that's probably not a foul. The Lakers probably got away with one is the Austin Reeves one, right? Was I mad? No, Laker fan here, duh, but like, I can be objective for a second and say, yeah, that probably wasn't a foul, right? So, cool. We're at at bare minimum. Worst-case scenario, we we're at 16 free throws out of 21 that is literally, like, even if you eliminate the Austin Reeves one, we are at 16 free throws out of 21 where that's literally the Raptors' fault, right? And then, I mean, you want to go to, like, the, the the big one, the the, the last play the 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 last play with uh with the the illegal screen that is an illegal screen and if you want to be mad at flopping okay cool then we need to do that for every single team in the entire nba okay and we need to because there are way worse calls than that hell earlier in the game ad gets called for an offensive foul because uh was it that young he was posting up that young one bump
0: oh Oh my god,
1: AD. So if we're calling flopping now consistently, okay, cool. Then let's let, let let's let's really call it. Let's really call it and let and let's see who, who's really happy here. Oh wait, we don't want to do that. Exactly. Right? So, flop or not, it wasn't a legal screen. Was it not? So saying, oh, he flopped doesn't justify the fact that it was an illegal screen so now that the the petty bs is over with the lakers won enough with that we'll see the we'll see them in in, in april april 2nd i think in toronto right till then i'm done talking about them beat it all right uh the lakers this is a big time win Welcome! I haven't even welcomed you all from YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. Welcome, and we're gonna be taking your questions and comments throughout tonight's evening. You guys can follow me. I don't even have my my Twitter handle up. I, I put just we we back. We are back. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore d a v i. Um, gonna be posting some breakdowns and stuff from tonight's game. Gonna try to do a scout and and, and take a look at some of this stuff for the. Uh, for the for the Suns game coming up on Thursday, gonna be prepping for my own high school team too. So if I don't get to it, I apologize. But just uh, so you guys know in advance, any super chats that are submitted throughout tonight's show will be answered for sure. Gonna get to as many comments as well that I can get to. Um, let's see, let's see what we got here in the chat. First super chat done. It said is so clear to see you watch the game. Who did it? Most of those free throws came at the end where the Raptors were trying to extend the game. Yeah. I mean, like like, like you look at, like I said, and this is hopefully, I mean, let's any other super chats come in or anything like big happens. Like, I don't know, man. I mean, just on top of that, the Lakers are a top 10 team at getting to the free throw line. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's honestly like draining and annoying and, and and like we mentioned it's not like the the aggregate Twitter NBA accounts are like doing us any favors right now either they're just throwing more fuel to the fire and and, and, and as they should right well, I mean we're the it team in the NBA we're the team that everybody wants to talk about to, to get in cheap engagement right like 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 we're that team right so um go ahead take your cheap engagement but uh just know that like like we're the it team. We're that team for a reason because if we weren't, nobody would be – like if the Hornets and the Raptors played, nobody, like Legion Hoops or anybody else wouldn't be talking about this, and that's just a fact. But um, we're the Lakers, so, yeah, that just comes with the territory. But like I said, we're we're the it team. Um, all right, yeah, again, hopefully that's the last uh, – I don't, I really don't want to talk about the the free throw stuff anymore. Let's talk about the reason why I said we back. Let's talk about that, right? So, Darvin Ham has uh ha- has been under a lot of criticism this season. Rightfully so. He's been he's been uh you know, his his job security's been put into question a lot over the past and basically since NC's the tournament, his his NC's the tournament, I mean, it, it, it's been put into question a lot. Um, his, his rotations never made sense for the a large bulk of the season. The play calling was was awful for a large chunk of the, se- in the season, especially after the in season tournament. A little bit before it too, but really got noticeable after the in season tournament. Um, the the players' role uni- utilization just was all over the place. The players were starting to get frustrated. Some stuff started to get leaked out. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And over the past three games, reason what I'm saying: We're back is because quietly, I just don't think it's being talked about enough. The Lakers are often starting to figure some things out. They're starting to figure some things out offensively to the point where let them get going really often. Like this is the third straight game going back to Memphis where I thought the offensive play calling was spot on. And it's no coincidence to me that the offensive play callings was spot on. I, the Lakers ran some, what's up, Rel? Uh, the Lakers ran some filthy comments, uh, not comments, concepts tonight offensively. Like, they, this is what it, this is what LeBron James, Anthony Davis offense-led offense should look like. 132 points, no, that's unrealistic, right? But the ball moved, 34 assists tonight, the organized offense, the floor spacing, the just help beaters and, and counters to whatever coverage that you want to throw out at the Lakers. The lineups are starting to make a lot more sense. Now the role utilization, we are seeing a lot less of Max Christie on ball, sink him off the ball more. Um, we're, we're seeing the, the Vando being used as an off ball screener, as a short role playmaker, as a cutter, a lot more. And The Lakers, like I said, they've just really play called their butts off these past few games. And, again, it's no coincidence why uh, the Lakers are, uh, why the Lakers have been, you know, really, really efficient offensively the past few games. Even if you look back at the Clippers game, you say, well, Sean, they only scored 106 points or whatever it was against the Clippers. Well, my comment to that would be like you look at their ball screen attack, which Lakers are a heavy ball screen team. Like I would say, well, look at this, and like the proof is in the data here. Like the Lakers ball screen offense, their post up offense killed the Clippers. There, there's really no nothing that the Clippers had to their disposal to try to to try to counter out like that. That's just how dominant the Lakers offense was in that game. Some turnovers and some other silly stuff kind of you know made it a little bit worse than what it really was. But right now, uh the data isn't fully done yet. But right now, I, I have the Lakers ball screen offense finishing get 1.138 points per possession, which is incredible efficiency offensively. The 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 empty side pick and roll stuff with Anthony Davis was phenomenal tonight. Like that is how the Lakers offense should be. And a lot of it's on a five-out. So, again, like, and this ties in another point I wanted to bring up here that I, I just think that the five-out narrative is kind of being, like, overdone a little bit, in my opinion. And you guys may not feel this way, but I, I do really legitimately think that a lot of the complaint, not even complaining, but a lot of the, the narrative has been, oh, the five-out offense sucks. Why don't we go back to the four-out one-in? Well, the Lakers last season ran five-out. They just weren't as much of a five out team like they ran five out at about a 25 percent clip out of all their half court sets or half court offensive possessions last season so about a fourth of their offensive possessions this season they're at about like three-fifths of their offensive possessions this season are being used out of five out right in the half court only obviously right but and this is another thing that i would to emphasize because i think this is also being like just misconstrued and not being like completely accurate And that is the the notion around five out is that, oh, you need to have elite shooting to be able to run five out. And that's not really what the point of five out is. What five out does is it's trying to maximize, you know, it's trying to maximize the uh, spacing of the floor. It's trying to maximize spacing of the floor and create more driving lanes for your heavy drivers and pick and roll attempts for... Braun for for AD, even, et cetera, right? Like, that's what five outs for. If you have great shooting, great. That is a plus. But the real advantage of five out is to increase driving lanes, in theory, for your your impactful drivers. That's what five outs for. It's not necessarily just to chuck a bunch of threes up, right? Although the Lakers tonight did shoot relatively officially, really officially, actually. 16 for 36 from three tonight for the Lakers at 44.4% from the floor. Again, I would like to see them cut down the turnovers a little bit. There are 15 turnovers tonight. Um, that's a lot for, for my liking personally. But like, yeah, like we are we are almost back, man. We are almost back. Marlon says AR Max Vando Braun A D, that needs to be the starting five. I am with you. I'm I've been on the star max train for about a week now, and I am so sold on a Max Vando like just potential in terms of starting like we play Phoenix Thursday night this is the lineup I'm starting against Phoenix to be quite frank with you I'm starting AR Max Vando Braun AD I'm probably going Max on Beal Vando on Booker Braun on KD probably Max on let me see Uh Austin on Grayson Allen and uh AD on Nurkic. Yeah. It's probably what my lineups are. Come uh come Thursday night. So let yeah man. That that's that's my starting five. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that for sure. Uh, headbuster sports says also five out leads to lack of rebounding. You can't even box out. So they get rebounds and get breaks. Also not even that true, man. Like I think like we go look at the like top like offensive rebounding teams. Give me one sec. Put Vando on KD. Only reason why I put Vando on Booker is because I'd rather Braun, if he's going to have to guard, I'd rather use Braun on KD. Than book and have to chase around a billion screens. I don't know. That's just me personally. Okay, cool. So, this is to kind of de- debunk the five out like rebounding thing. Like, there are good five out offenses that rebound the ball well. The Utah Jazz are like the biggest case of it, where they're the best offensive rebounding team in the entire league, and they are a heavy five out team. Uh, the Warriors are a five-out team at its strength, uh, to be quite frank with you. They're third in offense rebounding percentage. The The Boston Celtics run a heavy dosage of five-out offense. The, they are the ninth best offensive rebounding team in the NBA. Um, it's just really the Lakers just not making a big point of emphasis on it. Like, they're 28th. The Thunder are a five-out offense for the most part, right? They're, you know, 29th. Like, they're, there's opposite ends of the spectrum here right like the the timberwolves are a four out one in team and they're a bottom 11 you know offense in in the nba i mean bottom 11 offensive rebounding team in the nba so i think the offense i think the five out thing is kind of dragged out even from the rebounding perspective uh rose says the jazz got so much length so pause uh rewind i don't know i get i get some of the concerns but even like the, the pacers like they're a five out team best offense in the league the celtics a five out team best offensive league thunder five out team fourth best offense in the league like that's just kind of where the nba is, is is at to be honest with you it's a lot more five out even if you are a heavy five out team, like you're going to run some five out. That's just where the NBA game is going. It's a lot more five out. And nobody's going to run five out the entire game. But yeah. Uh, I'm speaking of the Lakers specifically because most teams don't guard cams. So they have a live rebound to them. That's a fair point. Would perhaps. Uh, thoughts on LeBron and AD supporting the dealer move to the bench. I didn't read the article. That's the one thing I will say I I really dislike about this time of year. I hate, like, hate, hate, like, all the smoke and mirrors of this time of year. Like, all these reports, not that one in particular, because, again, I didn't read it. But all the smoke and mirrors about, oh, this is going to happen. Well, this, this, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, bruh. Get to February eighth. Let me and wake me up when whoever the Lakers have on their team, because I really could care less about all the like smoke and mirrors and the eighteen million aggregate reports. We're gonna get like we've we've heard. I feel like the Lakers are interested in Zach Levine in seventeen different ways. Like I don't care at this point. <laughs> we get Zach Levine, or we don't, or like I don't know what's another name. Do we? We've heard Dorian Finney Smith's name. I feel like since Frank Vogel days and maybe I'm, I'm being like exaggerative there, but like you get my point. Like I really like wake me up when, when we make tra- an actual trade, like the smoke and mirror stuff. I, I could care less for. Uh, How many times have we seen the Lakers not taking advantage of the opposing team's small ball, especially in crush time. Finally, they put 80 to work in the paint and dominate. Yeah. Anthony Davis was great. Another reason why I feel really, really good for uh the the upcoming game Thursday against the Suns because I I mean Nurkic is just too small. I just don't think he can guard AD. And the way Anthony Davis is playing right now, I don't think anybody on the planet can guard him. Um he he's, he's been a a special special dude these past uh the past like month and a half really. Like going back to the um going back to November 29th. He's been like special Headbuster Sports says ham equals bad. Okay, all right. Bad, 80-40. I'm assuming that's what AD. Braun, double-double, 34 off the bench, Uh, win by one. Oh, wait, no. No, okay, no, you are saying that ham is bad. I think this was a a pretty good ham game, honestly. Bobby Porter says Reeves becoming off-ball liability with poor shooting, three-point shooting. No, not yet. Like liability means like we're not going to guard you. You're still going to guard Austin Reeves. You're not going to let him keep shooting and, and shoot open threes all day. I will say this though, Austin Reeves has been, and an, I mean, you can kind of see why the Lakers keep trusting him and keep going to him in, in pivotal situations, especially to operate ball screens, which is kind of annoying to me at times. But I get it because this season out of ball screens like the the regular season and the in season tournament combined and I don't believe this is accounting for tonight's game yet but um and Austin Reeves is shooting excuse me sorry 42% on on threes out of ball screens. He is shooting 42%. So he is legitimately one of the most efficient pick and roll scorers in the NBA and has a legitimate skill and it, I mean, he has a lot of scoring possessions out of it as well. If I filter this out to players that have had at least 50, let me see something right quick. Austin Reeves is legitimately, and I don't know, one second, can I can't filter this out anymore. Oh, yeah, we can. Hold on. We're going to filter this out one more time, try and make a point here. Yeah, I mean, this is just how good Austin is. 38 times 6. Hold on. Hold on one sec. Try and do some quick math here. This is the number for for Austin in terms of how many times he's used, like, a ball screen scored off. It's 228. So we can filter this out a little bit more. Uh maybe we can. Okay. <laughs> All right, so got some data for you guys on Austin Reeves. Ready? Austin Reeves this season. Out of 44 players in the NBA that have used a ball screen and go had a scoring possession. Scoring possession per energy is made shot, mid shot, foul, turnover. Out of 44 players in the NBA, so these are like the cream of the crop in terms of ball screen scores. Austin Reeves is the 10th best pick and roll scorer in the NBA in terms of points per possession. That's how freaking good this dude is out of ball screens. If you want to go and look at effective field goal percentage, Austin Reeves has the sixth best effective field goal percentage out of ball screens. These are the five dudes ahead of Austin Reeves in order. Tyus Jones in terms of effective field goal percentage. Tyus Jones, number one somehow. Luka Doncic, I could probably fit through this a, a little bit more, but we're not for, you know, simplicity's sake. Luka Doncic at two. Tyree Salabarin at three. Uh, Terry Ogier at four. Jamal Murray at five. And then it's Austin Reeves. These are the, the list of guys that he is above. And like I said, these are some high-level dudes. James Harden in terms of effective field goal percentage. James Harden. Trey Young. LaMelo Ball. Devin Booker, Brandon Ingram, De'Aaron Fox, LeBron, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, Damian Lillard, Cade Cunningham, Steph Curry, Tyrese Maxey, Jason Tatum, Cole Anthony. Like, when Austin – that's why I said a while ago, like, if Austin has a ball screen, go score. Like, go try to score and, like, go, go look to score, and if I have to pass out of it, I will. But I want Austin to be aggressive out of ball screens. Now, when you look at when you start talking about like including pass outs, we start to evaluate like how good are you, not only when you're looking to score and and set up a scoring possession for yourself, but how good are you when you're like kicking out to a teammate or something like that, too, right? Then the number drops a little bit because that's just something that Austin isn't the best at yet. Like he's not an elite or even I, I would say like an above average playmaker out of ball screens quite yet and that's just fine right but Austin Reeves is still a good playmaker or a good guy out of ball screens uh Delo and Braun like let them facilitate let them create out of out of ball screens for you but um like Austin gets a ball screen go ahead and go score LeBron grades out a lot better when you include the passes and then Delo also grades out a lot better when you include out when you include uh, passing as well. Uh, what are you gonna say about the Raptors coach about free throws? I already did my rant about the Raptors on both shows. I'm kind of exhausted from uh from ranting about that 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 team. Austin at first for Dejounte, Gabe Hayes in two seconds for Gary Trent. I I'm I'm good. I'm good on both of those trades, actually. Here, here's the trade right there. Lowry, 193. I mean, 1993, excuse me. Austin, the first for, for DeJounte. Gabe Hayes. And seconds for, for Gary Trent. I don't even think that money adds up, actually. I'm not even sure if that money adds up.
0: Uh, Let me see.
1: Let's see. Let me. Let's look at the standings here. We're gonna wrap up here soon. Been a long night. Got a, a longer day ahead. So we're gonna wrap up here in just a few moments. Uh, the Lakers are nineteen and nineteen, and nearly at the bottom of the league. That's nothing to brag about. Um, I mean, just one that's like factually incorrect. The record is, sure, but that that's, like, literally middle of the pack. I mean, if, if, if that's nearly bottom of the league, okay, cool, then, like, the Suns suck. Steph Curry is a, a terrible basketball player. Um, yeah, I don't know. But great time. I think this is Trevor in the chat saying, yes, download Sleeper and use our code liquorization for 100%. Yeah, 100% deposit matchup to $50. That is Sleeper.com slash promo slash Lakers Nation. Use that. A bunch of great stuff over there on Sleeper. A couple more comments that I will get out of here. Uh, PSI says, PSI 8 says, Sean, games with 30-plus assists show organized offense. Not necessarily. It doesn't, like, always equate to it. But you are more likely to have these games with high assist numbers when you run more organized offense. Which tonight, I thought the organized offense, I can't wait to look at the numbers tomorrow. Um, I I I thought they definitely ran great offense tonight from an organization standpoint. And by the way, when I say organized offense, like you, we're we're looking for numbers like fifty percent and higher. Like I thought, I thought there were moments in the second quarter where it kind of fell off just a little bit, but the first, third, and the fourth quarter were spot on. I thought from like a not evaluating film standpoint, I thought it was spot on. Who runs the best offense in the league? We kind of wrap up after this. If you want to look at half-court offenses, um, let's see. Who has the best All off- I can give you analytically because I don't watch every team, unfortunately, to be able to tell you that. So the best half-court offenses, half-court man-to-man, I suppose, because, like, yeah. So these are the top 10 offenses in terms of effective field goal percentage. You got the Pacers in the half court against man Pacers, Bucks, Celtics, Thunder, Nuggets, Clippers, Kings, Timberwolves, Heat, Warriors, Mavs are also tied. The Lakers are 17th in effective field goal percentage. Um, that is, I mean, the Lakers are, they're creeping up there. They're at 52.7% effective field goal percentage, but the problem is, yeah, I mean, there's not into the three ball enough in the half court, but um, yeah, yeah, I feel good about. I feel really, really good about what this team is going. This is maybe the most excited I've been about this Lakers team since the NCAA tournament. Uh, what's the points per possession for the D'Lo Max Brown Wood AD lineup? Let me see. Cleaning the glass. Let's let's pull that up right quick. I don't even know if they've done this lineup, and if they have, it has been a lot. Let's see. I wonder if cleaning the glass is the foul ratio tonight. And I mean, that th- that's not a thing. That's a made up stat. All right, let's see. We got what's to say, Delo D'Lo, Max, LeBron, Christian Wood, Anthony Davis. Have we seen? Have we seen this lineup yet this season? We saw that lineup for three possessions, so I I, I don't think you really want to know where that's at. It, I mean, good or bad, it does not really matter. All right, yeah, it's it's just super small sample size. Got it, Sean. We'll wait for your analysis. Thanks. Yep. So make sure you guys follow me on Twitter. Replace D-Lo with AR. Oh, uh, maybe they run this lineup a little bit more. So 29 possessions, that group weirdly can't score. They're a 23. Again, not enough of a sample size yet. Minus 23, uh, they're only scoring 93 points per 100 possessions. But again, just not enough of a sample size yet. Um, The four-man grouping of Max. I don't know why that grouping isn't doing well. Like really for the most part, no grouping of Austin, Braun, A D, and Max are doing well, except for one. Austin Braun, I'm sorry, D Lo braun ad like does work though. I'm sorry, D Lo Austin, Braun. D Lo Braun Max does work. Like, hold on one sec. Like, for I know for sure. We saw a lineup tonight with with Delo sorry, with Bron, Vando, and Max on the floor together. Delo Max, Bron, Vando, Wood is a plus 33 right now. Again, very small sample size, but I do recall that lineup really, really working in the game. But like, uh, like Choco Thunder says here in the chat, just way too small of a sample size right now for basically any of these lineups. So, play Max more is where we're getting at, people. That is what we're getting at. Laker Nation, thank you guys so, so much for tuning in here to thelakerstation.com post-post-game show. I'll be your host, Sean Davis. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore D-A-B-I. Make sure you guys hit that like button and subscribe for more great content. Till next time, everybody. Stay safe. Go Lake Show. We back. till next time. Peace out, guys.